In this episode, we'll return to the scene of the last episode at the base of Mount Sinai with the Israelites during their journey in the desert. And we'll hear God say something even more startling than the last time. Welcome to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck White. Please join me on an adventurous search for the true, the good, and the beautiful. We find ourselves, like in the last episode, at the base of Mount Sinai with the Israelites. In the 25th chapter of the book of Exodus, God instructs Moses, And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell in their midst. Sanctuary. Mikdash is also translated tabernacle. The word dwell in this verse, shakan, meaning to live with or even camp with. Another phrase that's often used for this sanctuary is the tent of meeting, ohel moed, which we see in Exodus chapter 29 verse 4 and many other places. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. I'm bringing this up because 13 out of the 40 chapters in the book of Exodus concern this tent of meeting and the ritual worship associated with it. That's one-third of the entire book of Exodus. If we ignore these chapters, we miss out on much of the lessons of the book of Exodus. We'll see in a minute or two that this word meeting does not mean a gathering of the Israelites or a congregation, but rather a specific place for God to meet Moses and then Aaron and his sons. Pretend that we're walking toward this tent of meeting. As we approach, we enter the court of the tabernacle. That's an enclosure five cubits high, 50 cubits wide, and 100 cubits in length. A cubit is about 18 inches and represented the length of a man's arm from his elbow to the tip of his fingers. So this enclosure, this fenced-in area, was about 75 feet by 150 feet and was about 7.5 feet high. The tent of meeting was on the west side of this enclosure with the opening of the tent facing east. It was really colorful. Scarlet and indigo dominated the colors. Outside of the tent was a large bronze washbowl for the priests and a large bronze altar about seven and a half by seven and a half feet and about four and a half feet high. The tent of meeting measured 15 feet by 45 feet and was divided into two parts. An inner square or actually cubic chamber of about 15 feet by 15 feet by 15 feet, which was called the Holy of Holies or the most holy place. And then the other part of the tent of meeting was the holy place, which was 15 feet by 30 feet, and a sacred veil separated the holy of holies from the holy place. In the holy place was a golden altar of incense and a table for the bread of the presence. On the other side of the veil, in the holy of holies, was the Ark of the Covenant, which contained the tablets of the law, the manna, and Aaron's rod. The ark was topped with a gold cover, 
which is often called in translations the mercy seat. And on the top of the cover were statues of two cherubim facing each other with their wings outstretched. And it was between the wings of the cherubim that God said he would dwell. The mercy seats called that because we learned from the 16th chapter of Leviticus that once every year, Aaron was to sprinkle the blood of a sacrificed bull on it in atonement for the sins of Israel. This description of the tent of meeting, by the way, matches nearly perfectly, except with respect to scale, with the descriptions of Solomon's temple, which we read about in the first book of Kings, chapter 6, and the second book of Chronicles, chapter 3. So, as I promised earlier, let's go over some verses describing how God dwelled in the Holy of Holies of both the tent of meeting and then later on in the temple. So, we see in the 25th chapter of the book of Exodus, God says, There I will meet with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim that are upon the ark of the testimony, I will speak with you of all that I will give you in commandment for the people of Israel. Later on in chapter 25, And you shall set the bread of the presence on the table before me always. Now this word presence is the Hebrew panim, meaning face or faces. That is the bread of the face to face or the bread before my face. And that word panim is the same word that's often used in association with an audience with a king. In Exodus chapter 30, verse 6, And you shall put it before the veil that is by the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with you. And in chapter 33 of Exodus, verse 14, And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Chapter 40 of the book of Exodus, verse 34, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Jumping over to the book of Numbers, chapter 7, verse 89. And when Moses went into the tent of meeting to speak with the Lord, he heard the voice speaking to him from above the mercy seat that was upon the ark of the testimony, from between the two cherubim, and it spoke to him. Now when the Israelites finally entered the promised land, Canaan, they brought the tent of meeting to Shiloh. We read in the first book of Samuel, chapter 4. So the people sent to Shiloh and brought from there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of hosts, who was enthroned above the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. In the second book of Samuel, chapter 6. And David rose and went with all the people who were with them from Baal Judah to Bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who sits enthroned on the cherubim. Now in Solomon's temple, we read of the goodly King Hezekiah praying in the temple. In the second book of Kings, chapter 19, verse 15. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, the God of Israel, who art enthroned above the cherubim, thou art the God, thou alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, thou hast made heaven and earth. Now, many of the Psalms were associated with temple worship. And this dwelling in the temple between the cherubim is referenced in those. Uh, one is Psalm 80, 
verses 1 and 2. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou whose leadest Joseph like a flock, thou who art enthroned above the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up thy might and come to save us. And in Psalm 99, verse 1, the Lord reigns, let the peoples tremble, he sits enthroned above the cherubim, let the earth quake. We read the Old Testament, of course, in the light of the New Testament or read them together in a complementary fashion. So we fast forward to the New Testament, where we see the inspired author of the letter to the Hebrews use two words to describe the holy places of the tent of meeting in the temple, which we've been discussing today. He described them as figures, copies, examples, models, types, or patterns. So interpreting this in the light of the New Testament, we see that the ancient tent of meeting prefigured heavenly realities, as well as Jesus dwelling among us and interceding for us in heaven. So God dwelled in some way with the Israelites in the Holy of Holies in the Tent of Meeting, above the ark and between the cherubim. I'll leave you with this question. If having an abiding actual presence among the Israelites was so important to God and his covenant with them, shouldn't we expect the same? for the church in the New Covenant? You've been listening to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. Come back soon.